So, dear brothers and sisters, again, you're very welcome to our Holy Mass this morning. Uh, there's an American chastity speaker. His name is Jason Everett. Uh, he's a very, very gifted speaker, uh, very knowledgeable in the whole field of theology of the body and, and well, the church's stance on, on, on morality, how, how, we, how we should phrase it, how we can phrase it uh, to, to modern young people as well. But he tells this story of one occasion where he was giving a talk in a school and the school had been divided into girls and guys. He was giving the talk to the girls and uh, finished the talk and uh, just spoke about God's desire for us to find real love and, and God's plan for us to find love also in sexuality, but to find love within sexuality as opposed to just experiencing sexual activity and then feeling used or whatever, whatever so on. So he, he tries to show how how, what God's plan is for, for human sexuality. So he gives the talk and uh, the girls that he spoke to were very impressed and very happy. They were delighted with this, with this newfound uh, standard, you know, that they don't have to do all of these things just to, find, just to find love. In fact, it doesn't work. So, so one particular girl went out and told her, her boyfriend, this is amazing, you know, I, have a, we have a, I have a better idea, a better understanding now of, of, of myself and sexuality and all of these things. Now, the boyfriend wasn't exactly pleased with this. So he goes in and uh, he says, he finds, finds Jason, he's a big American football jock. And uh, so he goes up to Jason and says, uh, hey, you, you, the, you the chastity guy? And Jason says, yes, that's me. He's not very tall, uh, he's a small big guy. And uh, he says, I think we need to talk. And Jason says, um, sure, yeah, we'll go. let's just head over here for a little bit of privacy. And he says, yeah, we were talking to my girlfriend about like, you know, modesty and chastity and stuff. Uh, and Jason said, yep, that was me. <laughs> and, he, and then he says, why is, is, is there a problem? And he goes, well, like, I mean, it means we can't do all the stuff we were doing before. And uh, Jason said to him, well, yeah, I just have one simple question. Um, is she worth waiting for? Is your girlfriend worth waiting for? And the uh, guy looks at him and goes, no. <laughs> and Jason said, well... What are you wasting your time for, so? So it was just this, for Jason, it was just kind of this, I mean, a very, very simple question. Is she worth waiting for? And the guy reflected for all of three seconds and said, um, well, no, no, she's not. It's just very interesting how he's, he's willing to kind of make a certain effort, if you will, confronting Jason, telling him off for, for talking about chastity, talking about purity. But then when, when the thing is turned back on him, are you willing to make a sacrifice? Is she worth waiting for? Are you willing to renounce yourself to keep this relationship together? The answer was a very clear no. No, I'm not. I remember years ago hearing Henry Shefflin, for those who aren't into hurling, uh, he was a very, very famous uh, forward for Kilkenny, um, who played against us in Tipperary on numerous occasions and did great damage. But it's all forgiven. It's all forgiven. But uh, he's now uh, in the. He now comments comments on, on, on matches. I remember listening to him commentate on a match, an All Ireland final, and he was uh, very very clear about one fact. He said he said we've got two teams here, right? Like they're they're working hard, they've trained hard, they're 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 very capable teams. But he said what wins All Irelands is heart and hurt. What wins finals, what gets you over the line, isn't kind of a, a blasé, well, look, we'll see how it goes. You have to want it more than them, and you have to be willing to take more hits than them, 
you have to be willing to work harder than them. What wins all Ireland's is heart and hurt. Hurt, when you remember last year getting as far as the semi-final or the year before that getting as far as the final and missing it by one point, you know, you remember the, the, the hurt and that kind of, you hold on to that, that it drives you forward. This is not going to happen again. So what wins all Ireland's is heart and hurt. And when I thought of this, I just thought, we do this for sport, you know, this, this, the heartbreak of losing a final or turning up for training so often and then getting nothing at the end of the season. We do this for sport. We go through all of the, the sacrifice, of, of especially of time. So, you know, I mean, hurling and football in Ireland, they're, they're amateur sports. You don't get paid. So you have to give up your time, your evenings off, your weekends off to go training, hail, rain or snow. And for what? Well, for, for the vast majority of teams, for nothing. You don't, not everyone wins. It's the nature of the game. But they do it. They're willing to make those sacrifices because they think there's something worth fighting for. Even if it's just being king of the village and you know, win, winning the, the club final in, in, in a town or in a locality. If we apply this similar mentality to our walk with the Lord, right? He doesn't actually ask a huge amount of us. He doesn't make huge demands of us. We think of like, how, how, what kind of demands does God make on our time? Like, the minimum, the minimum that we're asked is to go to Mass once a week. Once. Once. Right? Which is 45-ish minutes, depending on how carried away the priest gets. Right? About 45 minutes. That's the, the minimum he asks for. Once a week. Okay? Now, he would ask that we walk daily with him, so that we give him some time on a daily basis as well. But that kind of thing, actually, again, isn't that demanding. When we think of how much time we can carve out of our day for Facebook or for watching sports or for anything else that we consider important, we have no trouble finding an hour or two hours. You know, I was talking to a person recently who uh, was just reflecting on a person in their, in their life who was a TV addict. And regardless of what was going on, there was always time. There was always time to watch copious amounts of television. No matter how busy the family was or the needs of the family, there was always time for that. So my point is, we, we make time. We find time. We can make an effort for the things that we consider important. For the things that we consider important. So when it comes to this walk with the Lord, he, he, today he, he not only... Uh, mentions some of the commandments but raises the bar in those commandments so you've heard it wasn't killed so try not to kill if that's okay on your way home try not to actually kill Moses would say I think I'm okay with that one I don't believe I'm going to kill anyone today now, maybe some of you are on the fringes I don't really know but for most people this isn't much of a problem killing people Okay. Um, but I say to you if you're angry with your brother I say to you, if you call him fool, I say to you, if you call him renegade, you'll answer for it. So he's saying, not only don't, don't kill, but don't let a hatred enter your heart at all. Don't let anger enter your heart at all. And when it does, or if it does, fight it. Fight back to the grace of God. Say, Lord, I need help. I've got this, this anger, this unforgiveness within my heart. I need you, and I need you now. And I drop to my knees, because I'm weak. And I need to pray that you will get me through this. So the Lord, he takes us a, a commandment and he raises the bar. You've heard it said, you must not commit adultery. But I say to you, if a man looks lustfully at a woman 
he's already committed adultery with her in his heart. So you think, oh, like, I mean, Lord, I mean, okay, the adultery thing doesn't really happen easily, but now you're saying, I can't even, can't even have the thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. Because the sin starts there. It doesn't start getting into someone else's bed. It starts, it starts there. Or here. In the heart, maybe it's better. It starts, it starts with the thought. It starts with, with the desire. So the Lord is raising the bar. So he's asking us to, <coughs> he's asking us to desire holiness more than pleasure. Desire holiness more than success. To desire him in heaven more than whatever this world can offer. And he, and he, and he raises the bar. And just like anything else that we're willing to make a sacrifice for, if we ask ourselves honestly, do I, do I believe this is worth it? Am I willing to make the sacrifices that, that, the, that the Lord asks? And I say that they're not even that. They're not even that difficult. When we consider what the end goal is. Like we bring the Lord little bits of, little bits of wafer and a drop of wine. And he gives us back his body, blood, soul and divinity. We give him 45 minutes on a Sunday. He wants to give us all of eternity with him. We give the Lord a little time in prayer. He wants to give us back life and life to the full. He wants to heal every wound. He wants to heal every thought. He wants to heal anything that we've ever been through. And what does he ask of us? So little in comparison to what we get. Is she worth it? No. What wins all Ireland's is heart and heart. Are we willing to to do what the Lord is asking us to do, which, as I keep saying, isn't actually that much in order to discover life and life to the full. Lord Jesus, we ask you today to guide us ever closer to you, that we may experience in our own lives that our walk with you fulfills us, that it makes our lives better, makes our marriages better, makes our priesthood far better, makes our single life better. It gives meaning and purpose to all that we do, our illness, our inability, all Everything has changed. Everything has transformed because of our life with you. Lord, you do not ask much of us, but we ask that what you do require of us, that we will be willing to do out of love for you, that we may experience life and life to the full. Amen.